Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Thanks for joining me for episode 140 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you're listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode Back at Blog Talk Radio, and I have a super special guest on the show today, a real live unicorn. That's right, people. (laughs) I have a unicorn on Hippie Witch today, and her name is Molly Roberts. Yay, Molly Roberts. Hello. Welcome to Hippie Witch. Hello. Hello. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) <laughs> Yay! <laughs> if you guys don't know who Molly Roberts is, you're going to. After this 30 minutes flies by, you're going to be like, oh my God, I love her. I have to go see every single thing she has done. So let me help you out before we get rolling with this conversation. One, okay. go to YouTube. Look for a channel called Her Speak. Subscribe. Two, while you're on YouTube, put in the search book, search uh, bar, a band called Tiger Knight. That is spelled N-I-T-E. Subscribe. Okay, now we can proceed. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yay. Colorful, magical, artsy, wonderful Molly Roberts. Thank How you. are you today? What's it like where you are? I am sitting in the sun. It is a bajillion degrees outside, and I am wearing boxer shorts. That's hilarious. I watched your vlogmas episode today that I I know you had filmed previously about how sunny and beautiful it is. And I'm actually on break at work right now. And in Wisconsin, where I live, it is just barely 38 degrees. And and it is cloudy. But this is beautiful for December for us. We're usually under a couple of feet of snow at this point, if you can't tell by my scathing, scony accent um <laughs> how how do you say so styling because when i think of you i mean i immediately get a visual because you're um you're not just an artist you don't just create art you are your art you like walk around you look like my brain i i'm like a closet artist I like if you that. just saw me on the street you'd be like there's another blonde californian but if you saw you on the street people would be like oh she must do something cool how do you pull that off when it's <laughs> 38 degrees outside. I have been asked on numerous occasions, and I know that these people mean very, very well and they're trying to pay a compliment, but they'll ask me, like, while I'm waiting in line for coffee, what I'm supposed to be. And <laughs> A fucking unicorn. What the hell do you think? <laughs> and sometimes I'll mess with them. But <laughs> most of the time, I used to work at a salon, which was one of my favorite jobs because I had the best coworkers in the world, and uh, I continue to get the hookup. So mm. the unicorn man gets regular upkeep. <laughs> nice. And you work in a costume shop now, right, which is so perfect? 
Yes, that's what I do now. I am the luckiest ducky in the world to have gone to art school. And um, it took a few years, but get my art job. And I happen to work with my mom, who happens to be my queen. And we get to work together and make crazy crap. Um, I love wow. my job, and I have a great team. Yeah. What do you, what kind of stuff do you got? Do you make stuff, or do you collect things? Like, what is that about? I make with the, stuff. The shop, I have a very, I mean. Yeah, I have a very bizarre. When I say shop, I mean like a like a um, like a like a workshop, like power tools, and um, we we sculpt. Um, I do a lot of fabric dyeing. We do custom costume construction, um, and we actually do a fair amount of mascot. Construction. Oh my god, that's so, so funny! Big, what? So large scale costumes, and we do we do things for sports teams, for cruise lines, theme parks, that kind of large scale costuming. Mhm. Is there? I figure there's not a big drag queen population in Wisconsin, or am I wrong about that? Because oh, I feel like oh, they need a shop like yours. Oh, there is. There <laughs> is. There is, and there's definitely. Um, if I could be an ambassador for my city for a minute. Um, we have a great music scene. We have a lot of visual arts going on here. We have the drag community has exploded. We happen to have a local on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race recently. Oh, yes. And, yeah, Trixie Mattel. Woo! And um, <laughs> a great cabaret and burlesque scene as well. It's growing. It's growing. We're getting there. <laughs> what city? What you? What your your blog? I feel like you renamed it recently, but it was Cream City Dreamsicle. It was Cream City Dreamsicle, and uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is known as the oh Cream gosh, City. Okay. We have a lot of buildings. Laverne and Cream Shirley. Yeah, it used to be all. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, all the buildings used to be that cream brick, and we're still called the Cream City. And I did eventually decide to change the blog name um, because I felt like I had um, my presence online. I was becoming more involved in, and it was hard for people who wanted to talk to find me because not only is the name really confusing, it has nothing to do with my channel, didn't have anything to do with my Instagram. And when I had started, I didn't, you know, it was just for funsies. I wasn't thinking about, you know, how were people going to converse with me or talk to me or find me. So I've been recently doing some consolidating of Right. <laughs> of yeah, because, I mean, you're a rock star, and you accidentally have <laughs> discovered that you're a rock star in more than one arena. <laughs> you were telling me before the show started that you had your blog and you were just minding your own blogness, and then you started on YouTube, and all of a sudden, people started paying attention. So yes. that makes perfect sense. So her speak across the board. We can find you if we look for you that way. That is correct. And the, the blog name right now is Her Speak MKE, which is uh, an acronym for my city. So Her Speak MKE oh. is where you can find me. Nice. And it's super colorful. Um, you know what's crazy? I was vlogging about talking to you today, and what's really weird is you do a, a wide variety of different kinds of art, but you have one particular style that looks like my style, and when I was talking to my camera, I was like, it's really weird because I'm like, hey, I love your art. It looks like my art. It's like a totally like narcissistic thing, but I like the little black and white drawings, the coloring book pages, all the colors. Yes. I just 
so relate to that. Like, I love lowbrow art, and the style of it um, is really awesome. And, again, like, I guess that's a narcissistic thing because that's the kind of art that I like to create. But um, we have so much in common with pop pantheons and kind of like Mm -hmm. an irreverent take on whatever, magic, spirituality. So uh, when did we start connecting online? I feel like it's been a while now since we first started kind of circling around each other a little bit. Oh, geez. Well, I could tell you how I found Joanna's story. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. You're going to laugh at this. You're going to laugh at this. About a year ago, I was looking for smoothie recipes. (laughs) And... (laughs) And you had done this great video. Um, I think it was like a beauty potion smoothie video. And it was like, punk rock kitchen witchery. And I was like, oh, man, this babe, holy cow, this is great. And because, you know, computers are scary and they know where you've been, um, as soon as I logged into Facebook, it popped up an ad on the side like, you should totally like the page Kick-Ass Witch. And the first thing I saw was the cover for your ebook. And I had the same thought. I was like, oh, holy crap, that looks like something I would make. And jumped in and started looking at all of your stuff and was like, that's it. Like, I'm a kick-ass witchling now like that. That is so <laughs> funny. And now I've linked you so many times with the witch review. I really love your band. Like, I hope people will go check that out. Obviously, the Thank song you. Witch, everybody's going to love. <laughs> I love the song Tarantula. I think that's badass. So um, how did that all come about? You've got your finger in so many different artistic, I'm hoping right. to kind of give people an idea of what a crazy magical mind you have. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm a fr- I'm the front woman for a band uh, called Tiger Knight. We're a, we're a glam rock band. And that band started, uh, fortunately, everyone who's in the band at the time was in a different band that they were miserable in. And <laughs> we are... Uh, my guitar player and I happened to be flipping burgers together at the same uh, place while we were in college. And he had mentioned, like, you know, I would really love to start a power trio and start writing my own work. And so we kind of started as a side project until we realized our side project was better than a lot of the things that we were currently working on. And it just clicked. And we spent a summer writing a batch of songs and playing our asses off and ended up making a record and um, touring sort of extensively at this point. We're getting ready to record again in the spring and got to participate in some film festivals and things of that nature. But, yeah, it's been anything I ever wanted to learn about alchemy, I learned from my band. <laughs> oh, there's a bumper sticker. <laughs> really? I mean, um, you think about a lot of those things in theory until you really have to, you know, you get into a room of people who their will is just as strong as yours and they are just as creative as you and um, they're incredibly supportive without them. I feel kind of bad in that respect. Like a lot of times when we get written up, people are talking about like whatever ridiculous thing they're wearing or anything like that. But I really did wish that people knew how much Alex and Maxwell and Eric really kicked ass because without them, I really, none of of that crazy crap that I make would ever really materialize in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I relate to that. But I also think too... You know, that's what a, a good front person does. It, it brings the people to the band, you know, and lets the music be heard. So right. it's win-win right. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love? 
totally. Uh, the hamburger thing, when you said we were flipping hamburgers, you're so real. It's so awesome. You're not putting on a front for anyone, um, as far as I know. And if you are, you're very good at it. Um, but I like how I can, even when everything had a different name, Cream, City Dream, Sickle, Her Speak, Tiger mm-hmm. Night, Molly Roberts, blah, blah, blah. It all feels like it comes from the same place. It all there's a cohesiveness to it that I'm really interested in right now with like personal branding and how people make themselves their brand. I know this wasn't intentional for you, but are you starting to feel it like gel that way into kind of like one thing? I am starting to experience that. Um, I'm, I'm having a stronger desire. Like for me, when I was younger, I'm, I'm 28 now. Um, when I was in school, I really felt like success was you're doing all of the things, all of the things, all of the time, and, and doing well means you're doing a thousand things. And what my desire is right now is to really um, sort of coalesce and distill. And I'm finding that um, I I really do, this is going to sound really corny, but with what I'm doing Yes, it brings me a lot of joy to make it, but I'm also finding that I have a strong desire to be of service and mm-hmm. really distilling and getting focused is really helping me figure out how to help, I guess. But if, yes. Does that make sense? I feel like that's kind of yes. girly. <laughs> All the little hairs on my arm agree. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, you are like, you're going through what I went through a couple of years ago, a few years ago, the same journey. It's so uncanny. We're like art twins in a way. And I think what happens is you start you start to notice that you're being of service accidentally and being yourself. And people mm-hmm. are saying, that was so helpful. Can you tell me more? And you're like, really? <laughs> Nobody else wanted to listen right. to my ideas for 28 years, but okay. <laughs> And then other people start asking, you're like, I can be of service? And I think as an artist, that's not even at the forefront of your mind, I think, when you're you're just trying to make cool stuff. But then when underneath that, at a deep level, I think there is a desire to be of service and to connect that way. Right. And I think it's also hard for creative people to feel like they can be of service when the world at large is telling you that what you do is superfluous. Oh, so yeah. I think that that's another roadblock for creative people, I think, in that you can, you can absolutely be of service just by showing up, you know, mm-hmm. just show up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's surprising. People will reflect that back at you pretty quick, thanks to YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, Let's talk about magic too, because I, I this yeah. time flies by, and I did. I mentioned <laughs> something about art is magic when I was plugging yeah. the show on Facebook, and I've already seen a couple people chime in about that. So um, I know you believe <laughs> right? that. I don't have to say, do you think art is magic? So can you just expand upon that a little bit, Molly Roberts? I absolutely would affirm that um, art is magic. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, art is like magic. But no, it it is. Um, <laughs> you mm-hmm. can do um, any any of the things that you would do um, with that in that capital M magic sphere. You can create through art, whatever it is that your art 
happens to be, and you can affect incredible um, internal change, soul change. You can affect change in your immediate surroundings, in the world at large. You can affect change on people that you don't ever have the opportunity to meet. So I absolutely... And then even just sort of on a more mundane level, um, I do treat all of my artistic uh, endeavors as magical practices. Um, when I'm painting, there's a specific ritual that I go through, certain requirements that I have. Anytime um, I get on stage and play a show for people, there's um, special preparation that goes into that as well, mindset, um, special things that I'll, I'll wear or use, any of those things. I try to, I want that Venn diagram of magic and my real life and my art to overlap as hard as it can. <laughs> hmm. I totally get that. And you mentioned alchemy in regards to your band. It's alchemical, the connection with an, any consumer, like consuming a piece of art. It becomes participatory, mm-hmm. and it, especially when you're watching a live show, they become part yeah. of the show. It really depends on the audience, and then it becomes this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. It does. It takes on a life of its own. And I'll be totally honest. Like early on in my path when people would talk about energy work and being able to sense things in a room, I was like, I'm sure you are experiencing that, but I've never felt that, you know, um, until I started regularly playing shows for large groups of people. And holy crap, does all of that stuff become very, <laughs> very real to you. Yeah. And that you start of, noticing of energy. too. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I thought it was my thought. <laughs> I I like in the beginning when I was first learning about Wicca and stuff like that I was like what is with all mm-hmm. the whatever the robe and the calling in the quarters and stuff but as a performer you do that one of the things I did that was crazy I don't know if I've ever shared this <laughs> on the show Ooh. but um, <laughs> when I was on stage I would pretend like I had um how can I say this? I would say it more casually if we were just chatting, but since this is public, I pretend like I had male anatomy. <laughs> and sometimes I would use right. my microphone in that way, and something yeah. about that was utterly transformational. I was not myself all of a sudden. I was something else, and the, it made the crowd crazy, and then that made me crazy. And in that way, I understand like why certain magicians wear the robe and this particular, you know, rope belt that they have hand knotted and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and you're doing that with your YouTube channel. You're teaching people how to do that. Um, your grimoire, how to rock your grimoire video. Ugh, I love that. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you craft your magical practice? Sure. Um and a note on the YouTube thing, I think it's really interesting, the response, because I've never tried to set myself up in a position to be a teacher or to be an authority on anything. I just kind of had the thought, like, I mean, yes, people are special, but, you know, at some point you're like, I'm not that special. Like, somebody else has to have the ideas that I'm having right now, and I'm just not seeing it as part of the conversation. And so I felt like that was a place for me to start making a contribution. And it's great because that's been validated because all these people are like, holy crap, I do that too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as crafting my my magical practice too, you know, I think we all do. You all start somewhere, you know, you get all of the things that you can from the library. And, and there were a lot of things about it that I felt like I was really trying to shoehorn in, 
and mm-hmm. didn't work for me. And so I decided I need to make my own thing. And for a while, it kind of felt like, am I really doing magic? Is this is this real? Is this legitimate? Or am I just playing at it because it's not the way it's being presented in text and other resources? So for me, really, if something is – most of the time, I find out what I want to do magically accidentally um, by playing, just playing, and then realizing that something cool happened or I'm having a really intense experience and flow or something like that. I'm like, all right write that down, <laughs> yeah. come back to this. I don't, I don't usually go to my studio and say, now I will create magic. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely um, a little more organic than that, but um, things, things that make me feel at home or at um, the opposite end of the spectrum, things that feel a little dangerous to me, like, ooh, like you're getting away with <laughs> Like you're getting away yeah. with <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I did a show here once about creating your own pop pantheon, and I remember when I did it, it was like, here they come, the people that are telling me I'm doing it wrong. But really, that didn't happen. That did not happen. And then you recently Mm -hmm. made a video, I forget what it was called, about how you work. Uh, What was that video? Pop was it about a pop pantheon or pop magic? You were sharing, like, the different. Yeah, it's called pop pantheon. I like really long garbledy titles, so I'd, I'd say yeah, it's Pop Pantheon and something. Okay, <laughs> it was a recent one. If people want to go check that out, who are some of the pop culture icons that you work with um, in a magical way? Some of my pop culture, well, probably the one people would be the most familiar with is uh, Tank Girl for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> I see that. I'm, I'm like nodding, like yes, we see that. <laughs> Yeah, if you can see that a little bit. Um, really, I mean, that was I, I used Tank Girl to make major personal changes in my life. I feel like that was the first time I really decided to um, delve in and be comfortable calling myself a magician. Actually, it was a couple of years ago. I had a really horrendous, soul-crushing job. I had a verbally abusive boss. Um, my relationship was starting to fall apart because my entire life was work. My hair was falling out. I was losing weight, like rock bottom and then I actually had this really like fleeting thought like what would tank girl do (laughs) and so I shaved my head and quit my job and started my band and got it going and used her as a spirit animal (laughs) to to get myself out of a hole so I use um I've used tank girl um Glenda makes appearances in my practice as well um what does Glenda do Glenda is my road opener. So I know a lot of people. Glenda the Good Witch. Yes, yes, sorry. Uh, Glenda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz. She is my road opener. I know a lot of people work with a specific deity, uh, like Dinesh in particular, to uh, do road opening workings. But um, I do say in that video where it's, it's, uh, I don't necessarily always feel super comfortable plucking um, from a system that I just don't have enough education about. Um, or doesn't have enough personal meaning for me to feel like the magics will be, if it's something that's really ingrained, you know, especially in childhood, something like the Wizard of Oz, um, I feel like I can I can call on that image so easily. It's it's a reflex, and um, I, I, so I'll work with her for road opening. Um, Zena Zena's another one. Wonder Woman. They all come in because they're all they're archetypes. It's all archetypes. Yeah. 
I so appreciate what you do, and I think it's really <laughs> exciting to have a witch like you today participating in the community in such a public way because you give people permission to be themselves, maybe a permission that they should be giving themselves, but sometimes we need a role model. <laughs> and you can be like, really? Molly Roberts is using Tank Girl as an archetype, as a as a goddess, as a guide? That's weird. And then one day you're like, I don't know, watching the Smurfs, and you're like, Papa Smurf totally does it for me. <laughs> and then you're yeah. off and running. Oh, it was wonderful, too, how many people sort of, like, came out of the closet to say that they'd sort of, like, secretly been doing this for a really long time, and now they felt like it was okay. And I'm like, well, you know, not saying, like, and I to tie back on what you said there about giving people permission, I think that is ultimately my goal with everything I make. Not necessarily to, like, give people permission, but remind people that they have permission to make whatever they want yeah that's important there's i mean dogma finds its way into everything everything i mean dogma is everywhere when you start looking for it you start noticing it everywhere and Mm -hmm. the witchy community online has really changed and loosened up a lot since when i started participating um it was a little more dogmatic back then but you still have people that want to tell you how you're doing it wrong and i think that's really intimidating to a newcomer you know, and it's like, well, crap, I don't know all of this mythology and I don't know which hand to hold my wand with and which foot to stand on and which direction to turn. And it's overwhelming at first. Yeah, that really insidious fear that you just don't know enough and you will never know enough. And you're not allowed to speak until you have reached some, you know, quota of of what it is to know and Because there is nothing, there's there's really, I mean, as far as the occult is concerned, there's nothing new to know. You know, there's nothing new to know, but there are different lenses that we can see it through. And I think that's what's so great about the online community. Like, none of us are reinventing the wheel. We're just, you know, showing each other how we color. Oh, I love you, Molly. (laughs) I love you, Joanna. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I just love that so much. Uh, and you, and that really ties in with her speak. Like, you can speak yeah. now, and it's okay. You can show up where you are, and we will evolve with you. We'll go on the journey with you. You don't have to know it all, because guess what? You never will. <laughs> no. No, no. I actually, I'll tell you a little story about how I um I started my blog when I was in art school, because I did. I felt super isolated as um, a witch. I didn't know anybody who was practicing. I hadn't told my family, um, any of that. But I had started reading some blogs. I started reading some witchcraft blogs and, and got sucked in and wanted so badly to be part of that. And um, I was actually in the library doing research for a project, and I was using the washroom and the graffiti in the bathroom stall that the universe has much to tell us if we only listen to her speak. And mm. I was like, Bam. That's it. I'm stealing that. I'm taking it. And that's where, yeah, that's where her speak came from is some good old-fashioned bathroom graffiti. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so cool. So I know you're evolving right now, which actually sounds kind of not is an evolution, but it's kind of a distillation as well of, like, what you're doing. You're getting very streamlined and focused. And I know you have some goodies that you're going to be launching 
top secret right now <laughs> in January. Top but secret. I want to tell people to like keep their eyes and ears open because you're going to have like some good stuff rolling out in January, right? This is true. It is top secret at this point, but yes, there will be um, some exciting, positive changes coming in January. Yay. And congratulations, anyone who's interested in playing. Congratulations personally, too, because you're getting married, 2016. Thank you. We've been together for 12 years. So, High school sweethearts, and you've been in, uh, the drummer in my band, in every band I've ever been in since seventh grade. Oh, my <laughs> God. Please contact Rock and Roll Bride. We all want to see your wedding. We want to see the pictures, Molly. Can you? What color hair will you have when you get married? I'm going to have... Um, it's going to be a nighttime wedding, so I'm going to be doing navy blue, and my mother actually is uh, creating my dress for me. I'll be wearing uh, indigo for the ceremony, so it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of a lot of blue. <laughs> oh, do you know the song Lavender Blue? Yes. Be really groovy. Lavender Blue. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. I hope you have a very happy holiday and total honor getting to chat with you, Miss Molly Roberts. Thank you so much for having me. I got to talk to one of my sheroes today. This is great. So much, much comfort and joy for the holidays. Comfort and joy, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Much love to you all listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Go follow Molly. Tell her you listen to the show. Tell her where to kick ass which she is. Peace, y'all. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.